Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 111 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you for joining me. All right, guys, exciting news. Tomorrow, doors open for stress eating SOS. Now, if you are a physician and you've been struggling with stress eating, if you find there's times that you're out of control around food, if you find you can't stop eating in the evenings, and this is getting in the way of the goals that you want for yourself or your health, then I encourage you to come join us in Stress Eating SOS. Coaching is by far the best way to get a handle on those behaviors. I can teach you ways in Stress Eating SOS that allow you to manage those cravings and change how you eat and follow your healthy eating plans without exerting a ton of energy to do it. An easier way where you can relax and follow your healthy eating with ease while building the confidence that you can keep it going for the long term. I know that you have put a ton of work into managing your eating and losing weight, but now maybe it's time to find an easier way. And I don't mean a magic diet way. I mean by working on the core root, the foundational causes of when you eat off plan so that you don't need to be using willpower all the time. It's like trying to catch all the water a faucet produces Versus just turning off the faucet. It's easier to turn off the faucet. And that's what we're doing in Stress Eating SOS. All with a supportive community of peers. Struggling with stress eating or binge eating as a physician is really isolating. We hold a lot of shame about it. And so we don't reach out. We don't talk to our friends about what we're going through. We think we should have fixed it. It's time to let that go. Every single physician I work with holds this shame. And All the members of Stress Eating SOS find that the group environment, by seeing other people struggle with the same things they've worked on, is freeing. It allows you to have more compassion for yourself and start making more change. When we're stuck in that isolated shame, it keeps us stuck. So come join me. If you want to learn more and you want to have an opportunity to ask me questions directly, there's lots of opportunities for that in the weeks to come. The Stress Eating SOS registration page, so learning more, is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. If you want an opportunity to learn more about evening eating and ask me questions, come join one of my free masterclasses. They're starting this week, and then there's some next week as well. And that link is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash end evening eating. And that's all one word, end evening eating. I can't wait to see you inside Stress Eating SOS or at one of the end evening free masterclasses. All right, today what we are talking about is giving yourself gifts in your days, in your life, in your weight loss journey, and how thinking in this way can transform your outlook in general. This is something I use in my own life and have for quite a few years, and it can really shift my outlook on any situation quite easily. And simply without 
strong arming myself into it. And so I want to teach you about that. And I thought this week, because this is being released on December 28th, so just after Christmas, and we're still in the holiday season, I think it's an opportune time. We're thinking about giving gifts to everybody else in our life, or we have been giving gifts to everybody else in our life. Let's think about what gifts we want to give ourselves in the coming year. How do we want to treat ourselves? And how might that impact the people around us is a question I want you to ask yourself. So like I mentioned, for years, I've actually used this concept. And the first place I used it was getting up early. So years ago, I think before I had my third child, when it was just the twins, I had discovered that getting up early and doing a bit of a morning routine made me feel better. I felt like I'd actually had a little time to myself and could do something for myself. Because as a practicing physician and mom of young twins, there weren't a lot of other hours in the day where it was really just my own time. And so I started to wake up early to get up and have that time. But guess what? (laughs) Being a mom of twins and a physician who does call, I didn't always want to wake up early and I still don't always want to wake up early. There were times where my brain would be like, you know what, you deserve, let's just sleep in today. You've worked hard. Let's just sleep in. You didn't sleep all that well last night. So maybe just, you know, don't set that alarm early. So similar part of my brain that tells me to eat junk food would get in my way of this morning routine that I knew made everything else better in my day, made me feel better, made my stress levels lower. It made me calmer, less irritable with the kids. I could enjoy the kids more. And yet my brain kept telling me not to do it because I didn't want to wake up early. So I was working on this to figure out, because I'd done it enough, gotten up early enough to know I really feel better when I do this. And then my brain had gotten in the way enough where I'd slept in to realize, actually, I feel worse if I sleep in. That I came up with a thought when I was setting my alarm of I'm getting up tomorrow at 4.45 is when my alarm is set getting up tomorrow at 4.45 as a gift to myself. Because otherwise, the default my brain was thinking was that this was some horrible torture I had created for myself, is that I would set this alarm that said four for the first number and pull myself out of bed in the dark, cold winter of Canada as some form of torture. But it wasn't that. That's not why I was doing it. But in that moment, my brain didn't see the long-term benefits. So By using the thought, I'm getting up early as a gift to myself, and then in the morning when my alarm would go off and I'd want to hit snooze, I think to myself, and I still do, okay, I'm getting up as a gift to myself. That shifts my brain. If I stay in the spot of thinking, this is some horrible torture somebody devised for me, I don't get up. I hit snooze or I change the alarm. If I think it's a gift to myself, I see the benefits of it, and it lets me get up and then do my morning routine, get some exercise in the morning before the day starts. And then my days just go better. Everything feels better if I've done that because I did it as a gift to myself. So let's expand this concept and look at why give yourself gifts. Now we've talked a little bit about this concept, like I've talked about it in some of the episodes about future self, where you can kind of think of giving gifts to your future self. So The food planning and the food prep you do today may not benefit you today, but it's a gift to yourself tomorrow because that version of yourself won't have to think about what to eat or may really enjoy the food that you planned. That's a gift to yourself that you're giving. So we've used it in that concept, but I wanted to talk today more about the core of why should you give yourself gifts? Because I think we tend not to. And then 
when we're not giving ourselves gifts intentionally, we then look for a reward. And where do we look for the reward? Food, right? We finish the end of a busy day and we feel we need some sort of reward, some sort of break. Or we finish the week, we get to Friday and we're like, whew, that was a week. Now I need a reward. So if we're not intentional about giving ourselves gifts, our brain will still essentially look for them and it'll label it as a reward, as a treat, as a break. And the ones that your brain looks for are not going to be helpful. So like in my example of the sleep, the ones my brain looked for was sleeping in and hitting snooze, but I never felt rested after I hit snooze multiple times. So we need to pre-plan these gifts so that we're using our prefrontal cortex to decide what's actually going to be best for us. Not what feels best in the moment, because staying in a cozy bed will always feel best in a moment. Eating junk food in the moment is probably always going to feel better than preparing that salad or the other healthy meal. So it's not about what is a gift in the moment. It's what is a gift to you overall. How are you supporting yourself and your goals as an individual and as a whole person long-term? So the way I like to think about this is everything we do for ourselves is done with good intentions. We as humans don't really do things that don't have some form of good intention behind them. Even the habits we dislike, they're playing some sort of role. They have some sort of intention behind them that is meant to help us. Maybe misguided, it may be misplaced, but it is meant to help us in some way. But we don't always view it like that, right? Like my example of the getting up early and the this is some torture that somebody devised is one viewpoint of something that I was creating in my own life with really good intentions. But when my brain was left its own devices about it, it viewed it as being very negative. It didn't view it with good intention. It viewed it as something that was being forced upon it. And when my brain was viewing it that way, I wasn't successful. I had to shift and view it as the gift and view the good intention behind it. So same is true with, say, planning your food. Lots of people complain about planning their food as being super boring and there's no spontaneity in it and it takes all the fun out of life. But there's good intention behind planning your food. And so part of this giving gifts to yourself is giving yourself the gift of seeing your good intention when your brain wants to show you the immediate kind of discomfort of making change, you give yourself a gift of seeing the good intention behind the change, seeing the long-term benefit of the change. Another reason why I think it's important to give ourselves gifts is we often don't do nice things for ourselves. We worry that maybe we're being selfish. We worry that doing something nice for ourselves, like taking time to sit and read a book, taking time to go for a walk when you get home from work, all that might be taking something else away from our family or our loved ones. And this is interesting because it comes from the standpoint, like a concept of limited resources, that there's only so much of us to go around. And so if we choose to take time for ourselves, if we choose to do something for ourselves that in that moment involves us not actively engaging with our kids or our family members or being at work, this concept of limited resources means that then they miss out. And I want to challenge you on that because I don't believe we as individuals are limited resources. I believe taking that time away means, yes, you're not with them during that time, but it is possible that having that time to yourself actually creates more for you to give to other people. So I want you to question, if you're somebody who has a lot of guilt about taking time for self-care, I want you to question that and look at whether 
that's actually true. When you take time for self-care, do the people around you get less of you? Or long-term, are they actually getting more of you? Because here's the thing that happens when we're not giving ourselves a gift of self-care is that, again, we still need those breaks, like what I was talking about. So your brain still looks for it. And maybe what that looks like is you're not taking the time to go for a walk. But when the kids are talking to you, and I'm totally guilty of done this, you're sitting there scrolling on your phone instead because your brain wants the break and it hasn't gotten it. So it's looking for the break from less effective means. So in this situation, the scrolling on the phone situation, yeah, I'm sitting there with my kids, but are the kids actually getting me? No, they're having a kind of detached, distracted parent. The kids actually get more of me if I take the time to do my self-care, the time to exercise. And then when I come back, I'm more focused, I'm more engaged. They get more of me. So in a way, when we're giving the gifts to ourselves of self-care, we're actually gifting ourselves to the people that we care about. We're gifting them with a better version of ourselves that can give more to them in a more effective way. Not just the physically being present way, but distracted that we often end up when we're tired at the end of the day and just kind of want the kids to go to bed and are on our phones trying to wait out the time until bedtime. So again, if you have that limited resource philosophy in your mind, just question that. Maybe you taking some time to yourself actually creates more of you. Maybe you're not a limited resource. That's kind of a cool thing to think. We also expect that weight loss and healthy eating should be hard. And we're taught that, right? That to be successful, it's going to be a lot of work. The interesting thing when you look at it from a mindset approach is if we think something is going to be hard, if we think losing weight is hard, our brain then creates the hard. So it creates more struggle than what you may need to have. And I know this can be a bit of a mind-bendy type thought process, but it's very true. If we think it's going to be hard, it will be hard. And so we create the hard, our brain creates a hard and then wishes and longs for the easy. Whereas we can give ourselves the gift of letting it be easy. We can give ourselves a gift of figuring out this long-term weight loss, figuring out the stress eating or the binge eating with a mindset of letting it be easy. And then it gets easier. That may seem overly simplified, but it really can actually be that simple. And which is going to be more sustainable long-term? The hard, the struggle, or the ease? I'm a huge believer in the ease. And so if we focus on giving ourselves gifts, and we focus on giving ourselves a gift of letting things be easier, I really believe it's more sustainable. Okay, let's talk about some gifts that you can give yourself. This is by no means an exhaustive list. You may come up with your own. I would love to hear them. Send me an email. Let's talk about beliefs. Because I think I mentioned this in the last episode, what you believe really matters. And yet we think we have to wait to have certain beliefs, but you don't. You can believe anything you want right now without anything changing in your life. You can decide to believe something totally different. You can believe something that will give you the power and the confidence and the motivation to get going on your goals. And then the actions will be easier to take. So the gifts that you can give yourself is number one, the gift of belief, believing in yourself that you can figure it out, believing in yourself that you can keep going, believing in yourself that you're doing it the best way you know how right now. And even if that changes down the road, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means you're doing it the best that you knew how for this situation. 
The second belief to give yourself is a belief of compassion, of believing that you deserve compassion and that not only do you deserve it, but it's a priority. That being compassionate to yourself is not a weakness. It does not slow you down on your way to your goals. It actually speeds you up. It gets you there faster and it gets you there as a happier human being. So giving yourself the gift of compassion can be so powerful. And I believe it's when we're dealing with stress eating or binge eating, I believe the gift of compassion isn't really optional. I think somewhere along this path, you have to learn how to give yourself compassion in order to be able to make those sustainable changes. Without compassion, it's just so easy to fall back into the old stress eating or binge eating patterns. And then the gift of self-confidence. Now, the gift of self-confidence is believing in yourself and your ability to figure things out. That's not the same as the gift of confidence. Confidence means knowing you can do a particular thing. Self-confidence is knowing that no matter what happens, you can figure it out and you can develop the skills and do what needs to be done. And we often wait for confidence in weight loss, meaning, again, we wait for that evidence. We wait till we've lost the weight to have confidence that we can lose weight. We wait until we've maintained the weight to have confidence that we can maintain it. What I think is more of a gift to yourself is self-confidence, meaning even if you haven't lost weight yet, having the self-confidence that you can figure it out, even if you don't know how right now, that you can keep figuring it out until you find the right answer for you. Self-confidence and weight maintenance is even if you've never maintained your weight, having the confidence that you can figure it out. No matter what happens, you can figure it out. That's a huge gift to give yourself. I want to talk about feelings that you can gift yourself because these are important. You can gift yourself love. And maybe that's loving yourself. I think that's fantastic. A lot of people's brains resist that, but loving yourself, viewing the people around you with love, viewing other humans you encounter with love, you can really change the experience of your day if you view it with love. You can even decide to feel more love from the people around you without them actually changing what they're doing. You can just change your thought and feel more love. The second feeling is gratitude. So being thankful, and I did a podcast last month about the power of gratitude or missing gratitude, how we often forget to be grateful for the basic things in our life, the simple things that are really important to us, but in the busyness of our day, we forget to feel that gratitude. If you give yourself the gift of gratitude, again, everything feels better. And that can look like you think about the things you're grateful for through your day, or it can look like you sit down and you write a few things out at the end of the day about what you're grateful for. Giving yourself the gift of approaching your life with gratitude can be very powerful. And the third feeling is giving yourself the gift of pride. We are high achievers. We've done a lot in our lives as physicians. And yet, generally, we go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and we don't stop to be proud of what we've already done. And so giving yourself the gift of looking where you've been and feeling pride for everything you've done. You can still look forward where you want to go, but it's a very different feeling if you look forward with where you want to go while feeling pride for where you've already been versus forgetting the pride and just constantly trying to move forward, forward, forward. That has a bit more of a frantic feeling. Allowing yourself the pride in what you've already accomplished and recognizing that internally not waiting for somebody else to recognize it for you, but you get to recognize it. It can be a huge gift to yourself. And then I wanted to talk about ways you can give yourself gifts through actions. 
And I gave you my example of waking up early was an action that I gave to myself as a gift. But making food that you actually like to eat, so spending the time thinking through like when you want to lose weight, what food would you actually like to eat while you do that? Giving yourself a gift of that. So the next day when you go to eat that food, you're actually happy to eat it. (laughs) Imagine that. And then it becomes easier to continue. Giving yourself the gift of self-care, which I've talked a bit about already, but prioritizing yourself so there's more of you to give to others. And then giving yourself the gift of community. And I talked about this in the last episode, I think, of how when we deal with stress eating, we end up so isolated and it's not something that we share to other people. And even, you know, as just a busy physician, we can end up isolated where it feels like we don't have time to reach out to friends and do things that are social. And so giving yourself the gift of community, and that can look something like coming and joining us in Stress Eating SOS. So you actually have a community of physicians that also are dealing with stress or binge eating and working on it from a really positive, compassionate place. Or it can look like you reach out to some friends. And obviously connection and community is a bit different right now with COVID, but that doesn't mean it can't exist. It just means it might look different. So you might have to be a bit creative with how you create that sense of community for yourself. But giving yourself the gift of community and connection, no matter what you're working on, can again be really powerful. And so I want you to think about what would life be like with these gifts? If you gave yourself these gifts, what would life be like? Would you feel ease? Would you feel more enjoyment in your days? Would you feel that sense of being connected to the people around you or to the larger community? What else would be different if you gave yourself some of these gifts? And then here's a question I really like asking is who else would benefit? If you gave yourself these gifts, if you're greedy and you took all these gifts and gave them to yourself, who else would benefit? I think you really would, but would your partner benefit? Would your colleagues benefit? How would your patients benefit if you were more compassionate and more connected and feeling more ease in your days? What about your kids or your friends? I think that's a really powerful place to think because then when the piece of our brain that feels guilty for taking time to ourselves or focusing on ourselves starts to act up, if it can be reminded that gifting to yourself things like self-care and compassion is not actually only about you. It's about you and that's really important. But it's also about giving you the ability to care for the people around you more, to be present for the people around you more. And so everybody else benefits. Gifting yourself these gifts will have ripple effects to the other people in your life. All right. If you want help, if you're struggling with stress eating or feel out of control with eating in the evenings, then come join me in Stress Eating SOS. It's a fantastic program. I've put a ton of work in to make sure it addresses the physician needs in the most efficient way possible. And I would love to have you inside. Come learn more over at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 